Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Omar, how are you Hello. doing? Nafuz, how are you, buddy? How's doing, it going? Doing Can you hear me? Well? Had, had such a good day today. It's good to be on here. I was, I've been looking forward to getting on this Instagram Live for quite some time now. So thank you for having me today. Oh, man, you are too kind. You are too kind. I'm so honored. I'm so humbled to have you join the show. Uh, this is the second time we are going to be going um, live on an Instagram interview. So you are the second guest who, with whom I'm kind of experimenting it with being online. And I'm so excited about that. Really, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart um, for the fact that you've given me and the audience a chance to learn from you and, you know, pr your precious time. So thank you so much for that. Brother, it's an honor. And I tuned into your very first episode and I have to commend you, man. The, the conversations that you had the incredible stories that you guys exchange and your interview style was fascinating. I had a great time watching it. And if anything, it's fueled me up even more to get on this conversation today. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm honored to be number two. And the, the gentleman <laughs> that you had with his background, his story, he definitely deserved to be a number one. I think that's a fantastic guest. No, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your kind words. And I can't wait. You have, I, I, I can't wait for our audience to learn more about your story because even your story is very, very interesting and inspiring. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to introduce you to the audience. So let me, let's get started if that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we have a few viewers online. Thank you so much for joining in, for tuning in. My name is Omar. This is the second time we're live on Instagram with an interview. And today in a very, very special episode, I have my, with myself, Mefuz Chaudhry. Mefuz is a brand manager for Candybox Marketing, which is one of the fastest growing marketing companies in Canada. As a marketing expert, Mefuz has been extremely creative in his approach, and one of his favorite things to do is to bring ideas into life. And that's what he has been doing for the last almost a decade. Outside of that, he's also a renowned uh, public speaker who has spoken at 20 different conferences and he, uh, each, each year, each year across Canada, as well as he has written a book on, in, on um, in reinvention and, and uh, personal development. Apologies for there. No. And I think, Mefuz, you're also an award-winning host for a podcast called Ride With Me. Isn't that right? That's correct, Omar. Thank you. Thank you. That's Bro, a very how. How do you do so many different things all at the same time? That is a huge list of accomplishments, and it's incredible. It's incredible to see a huge list of accomplishments. So the first thing I want to ask you um, is, how do you do it? What's your story? Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to this point with a massive list of accomplishments? Brother, that introduction is massive. Um, Incredible. Thank you so much for introducing me in that way. That's very kind of you. Um, let me start by saying that it is very, very rare for me to come in and talk about personal development, which is why I am very grateful to be known as a marketer, speaker, author, all that good stuff that you said. But today, today, I'm none of those. Today, I'm Mufu's, the personal development guy that I used to be far before I joined Candybox Marketing. It's good to be back to my first love, something that I absolutely enjoy talking. So thank you for speaking to me about or giving me the platform to even talk about that. And I'm, I'm very honored that, you know, a lot of people that are joining are also part of my community that gets to learn about your incredible platform. But my, you know, you asked me about how I balance a lot of things and what it is that allows me to, like keeps me motivated to do a lot of these things. And man, like it goes back to why I love personal development in the first place. You know, my backstory didn't start as someone that just wanted to do marketing or someone that just decided he wanted to get into business. My background started as an immigrant story that was very, very dark, you know, very difficult for a lot of people to even relate to sometimes. 
but it came around the idea of my parents leaving their country. You know, we lived in Saudi Arabia. I was born there. I lived there for about nine, ten years. And then one day they decided that they're going to leave everything behind to come to this country. You know, they left behind their family, they left behind their friends, they left behind their work, they left everything to come down here and start from scratch. Without, you know, they're in their forties. They have experience and education that doesn't qualify in this country, so they're starting from scratch in their forties. They're bringing their four kids with them. They barely speak English, and they did all that. Just to give me an opportunity to build a life for myself, and you know why hungry immigrants are unbeatable in our economy today? It's because they know how much their parents have sacrificed for them, and like me, they can never look their parents in the eye and tell them that they're giving up on them. When there's a lot of people that are giving up on their opportunities and different things that they could pursue with reasons that are maybe not as dangerous or as big. As their parents sacrificing their entire life to start fresh, it's very easy to see the difference between a hungry immigrant versus someone that's maybe comfortable in their current right. standards of living. And with that realization, like my my biggest learning is the gratitude that I have for my parents. And I will never, in my entire life, complain、mm-hmm. about having the luxury to reinvent my life to be who I want to be.、Absolutely. Because I think that a lot of people. Take that for granted. I think a lot of people don't realize that there is just so much you could do with your life, but they complain about the little things. Like there is nothing in my life that I can do for the rest of my life that will be as hard as what my parents had to do in their situation. A hundred percent. So to me, I'm today. I'm the Fuzi immigrant that came in this country and built something for myself. I'm not the marketer that won an award. Those things are great for me, but nothing is as powerful as just the idea that I can be here today. And actually have these conversations with people and talk about how these things have worked. And then when I look back in my life, you know, you gave me a lot of incredible. You listed a lot of my incredible accomplishments, and thank you for that. But the three years, you know, even three years before I joined Candy Box Marketing, yeah, I was just a failed student that was getting kicked out of university. Three years before I joined the marketing industry, I was I got my heart broken by the girl that I loved that I thought I was going to marry. You know, three years before I joined the marketing industry, I was just someone that had no hope for my future. And the realization that I had that in those three years, I did all the necessary groundwork to reinvent myself to be who I want to be. And now I've had the opportunity to finally see myself. You know, look back in the rearview mirror、yeah. and see that this was all possible from the groundwork that I did in those three years. It was a very important learning for me that when I look back and I remember how dark those times used to be. You know, with、yeah. having no hope, going through depression, going through the failed reality that I let my parents down, like all those things combined, my motivation today is never to feel that feeling that I got back then. Like I will do everything it takes in my life to make sure that I never revisit those emotions again, and that's what keeps me hungry every single day. That's that's incredible, man. That you you talk about you know the motivation coming from seeing. Uh, the sacrifices from your parents. You talk about the motivation that comes from letting them down and having,、uh, you know, facing depression in your in 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 your uh, uh, late teenage years. I'm I'm guessing or early twenties. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah.、Um, and using those negativities in your life as an emotion, as a as a motivational emotion to make sure you reinvent yourself. Right and come back strong and never feel that again. And I think that is so so powerful. Sometimes we have to go down the we have to hit those rock bottoms in our lives to really pull ourselves back up. And I think that itself, Mafuz, is a very very brave move、uh, from you. And it, it's truly inspiring for a person like me to listen to. And I'm sure a lot of the students that I work with, a lot of the young professionals that I work with. Would definitely be able to take,、uh, you know, a leaf out of your notebook to to say that, yeah, you know what, I face a lot of those struggles myself, and I'm sure they are able to relate to you today as you're speaking. So, all right, so you you hit that rock bottom. Those are your motivations. Tell me what happens next in your life. You, you what do you do? How do you get onto that path of? Um, reinventing yourself, as you call it, right? I'm going to use the words that you use, that you use, right? Reinvent yourself and develop yourself from a 
uh, from a personal perspective? So the idea of reinvention is there is it's something that I'm obsessed with. You know, the fact that I named my book after it should say a lot about how I feel yeah. about the word. Um, it's something that always circulates in the, in the back of my mind. It's the realization that I have that you could take more control of your life than you can imagine. You know, I remember when I was down and out, you know, three years before things started changing for me. And I remember that I used to always use this one phrase. And it's a common phrase that I'm sure a lot of people could relate to. I kept complaining that life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. I kept saying, man, life isn't fair. Like, everything's against me. All these people are winning and I'm not. Why am I failing? Why am I a loser? Like, life isn't fair. And then I started getting more and more into the personal development world and learning from other people, be it through events that I was attending or YouTube videos I was watching, I had a realization, a big epiphany that stuck with me. And that epiphany was the fact that life not being fair is actually good news. Because mm-hmm. what that means is that you don't have to accept your place in society because if life was fair, everyone would have a level playing field. The Absolutely. fact that there is a potential for you to physically, emotionally, mentally, in any way and form, change yourself and relocate to another destination. It's a fascinating concept that I got so obsessed with that I started practicing that in my life. So anything that I was unhappy with, I always started asking myself, what can I do about it? How can I reinvent that part of my life? You know, if I'm out of shape, how can I reinvent that? If I'm not getting good grades, how can I reinvent that? If I don't enjoy school, how can I reinvent that? And I started asking myself these questions more and more where I started becoming obsessed with finding solutions. And when you have a realization that Mm -hmm. you can reinvent any part of your life that you're not happy with, it's incredible to think you can literally go out there and find solutions to change that part of your life. And I know it sounds simple, but the theory and the concept behind it, if that's something that's constantly circulating on the back of your mind, you'll be amazed by how little you complain, rather how much time and energy you invest in actually relocating to the places that make you happier. And that's something that I started doing over the last three years. So the first realization that I had was that I need a better way to get into my field of business. And that realization resulted in me taking a year off after I got kicked out of university. And then immediately I jumped back into college after one year to start from scratch because I realized that college gave me better opportunities to get hands-on experience. I didn't have to be book smart in order to make it out of college. Absolutely. I could be be a good presenter. I could be someone that collaborates well with groups. And that was enough to get me through college with straight A's. And here I am, like a failed student in university, but straight A's in college. Something happened there, you know, like something was working for me. And I started realizing at that moment that I was happier. Every time I reinvented myself to one level, I became happier, which is why I didn't stop at marketing. You know, I went from marketing into like, let's build this this company into a 20-person team. And here we are now, about 22 people. Then I said, let's work on, let me get a podcast out there. It became an award-winning podcast. Let me get a book published. It became an Amazon bestseller. It keeps happening over and over again because I'm constantly thinking about how to reinvent a new part of my life. And that's become kind of my momentum that I've been building off from. What, that's, that's so incredible that you had that epiphany, that moment of realization, which I don't think a lot of people have that. And, um, you know, I have come across a lot of uh, uh, young, young folks, especially who constantly complain about the same thing that you did. Hey, life is not fair. Life is not fair. What, what would you say to them? Like, what, how do they, what do, what steps do they have to do in order to, uh, in order to have that same realization, right? What, What steps did you take and what steps would you recommend other people to take to get to that epiphany as well? Yeah, great question. You know, I want to acknowledge, um, Hummus Girl 007, which is a great name, by the way. I know. Um, Makes me hungry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm crazy hard right now. Um, You know, she's saying that's how I feel. You know, life isn't fair, but you're right. I should ask what I should do about that. And you're actually very close to what I had to do with that mindset, which is the first realization that I had with my was to start right here. Start Mm -hmm. with the way of my thinking. Before I worry about the external things in my surroundings, I just wanted to work on my inner thoughts. And, you know, let me put it out there. I'm not a big psych major. A lot of the things that I say may not even add up when if a psych major was listening to my theories. All I'm going to share is what worked for me because this is a reality with the way that my mind thinks. The way that I understand that my mind thinks is this. 
your brain is on auto it's constantly auto populating solutions right. to things that you're asking it about it's always finding answers for your questions so a lot of it starts with the way that you treat your own mind and if you start treating your mind with negative thoughts it's going to feed those negative thoughts so i used to Absolutely. ask myself why questions in a negative format so like why am i a loser why am i failing why are things going wrong and you know what my mind does it will be like you're a loser cuz you're lazy you're failing because they're they're better than you you suck at what you do so your mind doesn't care if it's good or bad it will enhance and yeah. and it will enlarge what you're thinking about so at the very beginning during my bad my dark time you know i lost a relationship i got kicked out of school i had a lot of dark things there's a lot of family members that were very disappointed in me i assure you all i was asking myself is negative questions and when i started realizing that it starts with this and i realized that i had to reframe my mindset i started asking myself different questions and i know a lot of people you know spotlight the word why ask yeah. yourself why are you doing this and i'll get back to why cuz why does matter but i want to throw another curveball at you guys i want you to start asking yourself how cuz the beauty of the word how is that when you start asking yourself how question you realize that your mind starts auto populating solutions to the problem of what you're trying to achieve so for example if you're driving home and you're asking yourself on the road how can i get home quicker what yeah. you're going to find is that your mind in the back of your mind is automatically saying like hey maybe you should take this other street that has less traffic lights maybe you should go on this other road that has a faster speed limit your mind will automatically do that and i for anyone right. that's listening i challenge you to ask yourself how questions about random things like you know how should i make sure i get up on time your mind will be like well set an alarm clock idiot like your mind will be <laughs> so asking yourself how questions you're challenging your mind not just in a factual way but in a creative way if you start asking yourself like how can i get my life back together you'll be surprised with the answers that you get if you start asking yourself like how can i figure out what i want to do with my life you'll be surprised with the instructions and the tools that your mind arms you with your mind is there to protect you your mind Absolutely. doesn't know good from bad unless you're feeding it that information so my encouragement to you is to start with the way that you nurture your mind i have learned this how statement about 12 years ago and i i promise you there's not a week that goes by where i don't do this how exercise on myself yeah i'm constantly thinking about it like when i realize that i want to speak on stage i ask myself how do i deliver the perfect a perfect presentation and my mind is asking me well who's your audience you know what kind of topic do you want to focus on what do you want to leave them with your mind is a lot of the heavy lifting for you you just got to give it the opportunity by asking it the right questions so, so the word how has actually become one of my most favorite questions to ask especially if it's constructive it will allow you to elevate your level of thinking that's awesome man i think a lot of our audience are mentioning that that's so powerful they love they really needed to hear that and i'm i'm so glad you're bringing up those really really important points sure we are we, you and i we're not psych majors but we are here to share with our audience your audience my audience all the tips and tricks that we have used from our experience to um develop ourselves into whoever we are today right and i think you touch on a very important point that the starting point is if you are feeling like that loser if you're feeling that life is not fair reprogram reprogram your the supercomputer over here because one thing that i say is that you know we have this amazing supercomputer between our ears and the self talk that we do is the program that runs this computer right so that self talk is what you were talking about that how you what kind of questions you're asking what kind of um you know what what phrases are you using the, all that self talk is so so important because that's what's going to run that computer that mastermind between our ears and yeah, yeah. I, you know, people call it many different things some people call it their their conscious some people as yeah. you said call it supercomputer um i call it the chatterbox the, the chatterbox, chatterbox. that never stops talking yes. to you and the chatterbox is in my opinion either your best friend or your worst enemy for yeah. every single thing that you're doing your chatterbox will either help you elevate or they'll bring you down and scare the Absolutely. crap out of you and one of the biggest things that i've experienced on a constant basis is my inner chatterbox challenging me every single time i'm trying to do something that makes me uncomfortable and right. a great example of this is when i go on stage i you know you're right i do speak at about 20 conferences every year but even after doing it for about 10 years even today when i go on stage my chatterbox is scaring the crap out of me like i am so nervous 
when I get on stage, I still have anxiety no matter how many times I've done it. And it's always there. And the bad news is that it will always be there. And as much as I wish I could come on this Instagram live today and teach you the secret to finally turn it off once and for all, the reality is you can't actually shut it off. What you can do is learn to manage it better. Yeah, absolutely. I like managing it is by proving it wrong. That's actually become one of my favorite things to do. Every time my chatterbox tells me I can't do something, I get excited about proving it wrong. And the second that you prove it wrong, you realize that your mind gets very, very quiet. It starts mm. leaving, leaving you away from it. In fact, it starts encouraging you because all your mind is trying to do is protect you. When you're going on stage and you're getting anxiety, the only reason your chatterbox is trying to get, get you to skip the talk and not do it and walk off stage is because it doesn't want you to feel that emotion anymore. Right. So my encouragement is to focus on trying to prove it wrong so that your mind starts expanding in the way that it accepts what you can and cannot do. And I've been trying this over and over again. You know, in my entire book, I've written two full chapters about Chatterbox. To me, this mm -hmm. is truly the difference between someone who makes it and doesn't. There's a lot yeah. of people that hits rock bottom. They failed. They're depressed. They're upset. The difference between the people that get up and the people that decide to stay quitting has become a fascinating thing to me. Because I started yeah. asking myself, what is the difference? Like, why do some people get up and crush it and go harder Absolutely. than ever? You know, one who, sadly, one of my biggest fears ever was getting my heart broken for my girl because I wanted to prove to myself what, how valuable I could be as a human being. Absolutely. And I, I asked myself, why don't everyone do that? And I realized that some people become a victim to the chatterbox. Yeah. They believe everything that's being said to it. And they, they accept their, their place in society as a negative failure because they understand that it's their own mind telling them that. And right. once you realize that you can actually change the conversations that your chatterbox is having, you're going to find yourself having better conversations. Absolutely. And what, what happens over time is this is essentially the definition of confidence, right? The, it, people use the word confidence, and it, sometimes it's so hard to define what confidence is. To me, confidence is just having a good grasp of your chatterbox. Your chatterbox is boosting you. It's hyping you up. It's your biggest hype man every time yeah. you go out there. It's Absolutely. pumping you to achieve everything you want in life. And listen, when you feel confident about the things that you can bring to the table, you will not be afraid to eat alone. You will understand that you are capable of achieving so much more without the external factors that are required to get you there. You'll figure yeah. it out along the way. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, what, what, what I call it is, you, you, you call it like the chatterbox, and I definitely say that, hey, you know what? It is, um, it, it, you, you're constantly battling um, against kind of your own self and your own belief. It kind of starts at the foundation. The foundation is laid with the belief aspect, right? If your beliefs are positive, if you have the self-belief and the self-confidence, you, you will automatically build that optimism. You will automatically build that resilience to get back up and try again. So to me, that aspect of belief is so, so important. It lays the foundation. And in another way, you can also say that, you know, when you're battling that, uh, you're, when you're battling that chatterbox, you're kind of like having a battle with it. And the only way to defeat it is to have success. And success is the best revenge, right? I'm sure you have heard of that phrase. And I think that the more, the more you prove it wrong, the more, you know, you get the confidence to do more difficult things and keep overcoming your own failures. And there are like tiny, tiny things you can do every day to kind of exercise that fear muscle in your brain. Wow, I love that. And you're, you're so right. You know, I think of comfort zones. You know, that's a very hot topic. You know, yeah. your comfort zone is a thing that we hear. But one thing that I like, which, which echoes exactly what you said, where things can get bigger, is the more uncomfortable you get, you start realizing that it actually stretches your comfort zone. Yeah. And the more uncomfortable you get, the comfort zone starts recreating that box around you in a bigger form, kind of like a muscle that you're working out. Yep. You damage it, and it flexes into a stronger muscle. And essentially, that's what you're doing with your comfort zone. The reason that 100%. I truly think that your anxiety or the fear that you have doesn't completely go away, and you know, I understood this once as an analogy, and since then, it's always stuck with me. To me, the anxiety that you feel when you're about to do something that's uncomfortable is the equivalent of someone that's trying to cannonball into a swimming pool. And when you're about to run, run and jump into the swimming pool, you know that there's going to be a chill that runs down your spine because it's going to be freezing cold. 
is terrifying. The first one, you're getting tons of anxiety before you finally jump into that damn pool. And then after much debating, you decide to do it because you know it's going to be worth it. So you decide to cannonball. And after you take that first leap, it's so easy for you to come out of the pool and do it over and over again, 20, 30, 40 times in that same day. Because now yeah. you shut down that chatterbox. Your body has accepted the temperature. You have adapted to your comfort, to the uncomfort zone, which has now become part of you. But here's the asterisk. When you come back the next day, you're going to feel that all over again. All over again. You need to re-exercise that part of your mind to accept it once again. So whenever you go on stage and you get that feeling of anxiety or whenever you're about to go on Instagram Live or put yourself out on camera or do a class, man, I can go on and on about every single one of you on this list. I know some of you, so I'm trying to use real-life examples, but whatever it is that you do that makes you uncomfortable, please remember the cannonballing into a pool analogy. Get that first jump out of the way as quickly as you can. And once that jumps out of the way, you'll be amazed by how much more you can achieve in that single day. Absolutely. And on, on, on that note, it reminds me of something very interesting that I started doing um, 10 to 12 days ago. And very, very similar to the whole analogy of uh, cannonballing into a swimming pool. I read somewhere that, you know, you should do something that you, you fear every single day, right? So I, I thought to myself, I'm like, what is that one thing I, I should do? to exercise that fear muscle. And the one thing I came up with was, you know, ending my every day, ending my really comfortable hot shower with one minute of cold shower, like freezing, freezing cold shower. And I kid you not, the first day I started, I was panicking. I was fearful. I was scared. I couldn't do it for more than five seconds, man. For the first day, I just could not bear it for more than five seconds. The second day... I, I, I increased my time to 10 seconds, then the third day to 15. And now, just yesterday, I was able to take that shower in cold water for 90 seconds in, in, 10, in 10 days, in 12 days rather, right? So that, that, that to me, that, it, that was a, you know, a proof to myself that, okay, you know what, Omar, you can do things that you fear. And that was another way for me to just exercise that fear muscle that you were talking about. I love that. And, you know, like if someone that joins our Instagram right now, they may even confuse it with us talking about fitness because you're (laughs) doing something longer, longer and longer day after day. And you're not wrong to compare it to like a muscle because your mind is a muscle. Your mind is a muscle. Exactly. Just as much as your body. And the reality is, is when you stop nurturing that mind. So when you finally decide that you're comfortable where you are in life, and then you stop doing the things that you were to train your mind, whether it was reading, audiobooks, podcasts, deep conversation with other individuals, you're actually going to find that your way of thinking isn't as sophisticated anymore. You're actually going to find yourself shortcutting a lot of the things that you would yeah. have done properly the first time. And like the gym, you'll find that those gains start disappearing. Yeah, and man. so it's very important to keep doing it even after you get to the point of success, whatever success means to different people. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's, it's a muscle we all, we, we, we all most, most of us actually should know this by now, that uh, the mind is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more it will grow, just like any other part of our, any other muscles in our body, right? And of course, with COVID, not a lot of people are able to go to the gym, but there are a few people who are still able to continue exercising their body by go, running outside, by working out at home. So similarly, treat your mind in the same way, right? Continue, continue to uh, nurture it with different uh, books, by reading different books, podcasts, by listening to Ride With Me, um, and uh, re- reading books, as well as, you know, having deep conversations with your, yes. with your friends, right? Those, those are the simple things which you can do to really enhance the overall quality of your own life and kind of reinvent yourself, as you said, right? Yes. Man, That's the- awesome. The power that you get from spending time with someone that can have a conversation similar to the one that we're having today is so freaking underestimated. Yeah. Like I have to tell you, during the quarantine time, you know, we're about, we're about three months into quarantine. And in those three months, um, a lot of my friends have been MIA because everyone's kind of doing their own thing and everyone's on different schedules. You know, the other week, I finally got to catch up with a friend of mine that I haven't spoken to in three months, who, in my opinion, is the smartest person, human being I know. And he's not just smart as in like he knows facts. He's smart in every way where he'll give you advice in ways that are very easy to digest. 
and makes it easy for you to implement it in your life. And one conversation with him that lasted yeah. six hours, and I assure you, we didn't plan for it to go six hours. We just got on a call and talked. I have yet, like it's been two weeks since that conversation, and I have yet to feel the energy that I got out of that to lead, have, to lead my system. I've been more motivated than I've ever been. And it's interesting to think how quickly that can happen through a small conversation that you have with someone that is all about ideas. And one yeah. of the things that I always take into account is the positivity that you have to have. And yeah. this is important to dive into because the positivity is sometimes the difference between feeling this way and not. Like if I got together with my friends and we went on for six hours, all it would have taken was one, one whining, you know, one complaint to completely throw off this incredible buildup of a conversation that we were having. And one of the challenges that I did, I remember I did it in one of my podcast episodes. It was the, one of the shortest episodes I ever did. I think it was like a minute and a half. And I came on and I said, guys, listen, I don't want to talk this to you. I just want to challenge you guys to try something. All I, want to tr all I want you to try is to go 24 straight hours without saying or thinking a single negative thing in your life. Yeah. You know, every single person you talk to, the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you think, no negativity for 24 hours. And the amount of people that messaged me after just doing it for 24 hours actually blew my mind with the incredible benefits that they saw right away. They felt better. They actually noticeably felt better because they were intentionally going in with a positive mindset. So this means that you're not complaining about things. Something could go wrong. I mean, life's not yeah. perfect. Something will go wrong. Your door might break on your All way. All the time. You know, like something just may go wrong. But the fact that your mindset stayed positive because you had the intention of looking at things with a positive outlook. I promise you, every single one that's listening or watching this replay, just try it for 24 hours. And heck, send me a DM and call me a liar if I'm wrong. But I'm telling you, it gets so addicting that after 24 hours, if you successfully do it, you're going to find yourself wanting to do it again and again and again. And if you think about it from the world of habits, where people say it takes 14 days, some people say it takes 21 days, some people say it takes 90 days, I don't know what the number is, but you know that the habit will form if you keep doing it for a long period of time. So challenge yourself to start small, 24 hours. You're yeah. going to notice the benefits right away, I promise you. Once you notice that it works for 24 hours, challenge yourself to see how long you can go with this mindset. Number one, it's going to change the way that you think. It's gonna groom your mindset and your chatterbox to be more of a positive person. But number two, you're gonna be more likable. You're gonna find that people in general just like being around you because you're radiating this positive vibe. Absolutely. You know when people say, I like his vibes? That's what they mean, <laughs> they like the energy that's coming out of you because it's all positivity. So you'll be amazed by how much people pick up on the vibe and it makes a world of a difference, man. Like, I'm so fortunate that the followers that I have on Instagram and the people that I connect to day to day, I almost don't see any negative and any negativity. Like, I have such a great community. But I also think I attracted that community. Like, I also think I was very particular on the bring people that I brought to my circle because all I wanted to do was focus on just being surrounded by positivity. And you Absolutely. know, when you surround yourself yeah. with positivity, everyone's opening doors for everybody. Everyone's making sure that you're fed and they're going to give you opportunities along the way because that's the community that you spent your time building. That's how you want to live your life, right? You are the average of the five people that you hang out with. I'm sure you all have heard of that. And that, 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 that's a small secret to, you know, having, having that nurtured brain, having that nurtured life and feeling positive and it kind of, kind of contributes to your overall well-being as well, right? Yeah. And that's what you just spoke about. Make sure you're picking your friends, your community, you're, uh, you're, you're really um, being diligent about how you're structuring your environment to be... Uh, to be a source of positivity, to be a source of, uh, um, you know, uh, well-being for in all aspects of your life. And yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not that difficult. It's honestly not that difficult. It's challenging. Take, and I, I definitely, I like that challenge of not saying or complaining about anything for 24 hours. It is addictive. It, it, it really is. Yeah. A lot of people I've spoken to, they, they write it down in their, in their diary, right? Every day, they, uh, they, they have a gratitude journal. I have one. My wife has one. I know a lot of my friends. Um, they have one. And, and, and it's all about being grateful in one way or the other and not complain. Because when you're being grateful, you're not complaining, right? You're trying to look at the glass half full. 
when you look at the glass half full you, you you see the positive in those things you feel grateful for all those good things that uh, god has blessed you with or life has blessed you with and just just overall change the whole perception of your mindset then change the mindset and that's and that's that. the beauty Omar, I'm gonna, this is a perfect segue into this question here that says, how do you ignore the negative people around you? I know you spend a lot of time with um, helping individuals with their mindsets, with the workshops and the classes and everything yeah. that you've done in your career. I'd love for you to actually take the first attempt in answering this because it's a fantastic question. How do you deflect the negative people around you? I think that's a great question. A lot of us have that issue, right? We, we are always kind of, um, you know, we have strings attached. And it is a difficult thing to do. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Because we are, um, we are social creatures at the end of the day. Uh, human beings, we have evolved as social creatures. So letting go of your tribe, letting go of your social circle is so difficult. But what I would say is, you know, instead of thinking of letting go of those people, if you know if you know for a fact that what you need to do in order to feel better about yourself, in order to feel good about yourself, in order to feel positive and bring that positive energy in yourself, you be that source to bring more positivity in, those, in the lives of those people around you who are negative, right? It's not, don't, all, don't be selfish about, hey, I'm going to just leave them. That's one solution to it, right? I'm not saying that's not a solution. I've seen people who have done it. Adil, who came to my show, in the last episode, he spoke about completely uh, detaching himself from the environment he was in and finding a new one. That's one solution to go by. Another, and that's a hard one, but if you can't do it, you know, find ways, pick up those books, pick up those podcasts, listen to them, and encourage your people in your social circle to get on the same boat as you. Pull them with you, be a leader, right? That's how I would approach it. Very good, Omar. I agree with so much that you're saying. Um, I see there's another question asking, what if it was your parents? So I'm going to put the family, the negative family members on the side for now. And I'll open that one in yeah. just a second. But let me start with your negative circle. Negative circle is something that I definitely had experiences with. But a lot of us, if we look back to our childhood and we think about who our friends are today, you're going to realize that a lot of the friends that you have today were kind of friends by default. Right, mm -hmm. they're, they're your friends because they just happen to live in the same community as you. They happen to go to yeah. the same school as you. They happen to have the same class or the hobby. Like if you were taking swim classes, they were in that swim class. Heck, they might have just been part. You know, their parents might have been friends, and the parents brought you two together. You were a lot of times that happens. <laughs> it's very common, especially with our culture, man. Like yeah, that, it's a thing. It's, it's a real thing. And it, you it know what? at the end of the day, you look back and you realize that you didn't actually choose those people in your circle. You might have for one or two of them, but majority of them fell into your lap through some kind of default structure that the world has set up for you. It doesn't mean that you should feel obligated to hold on to them. And I used to be very shy about this because cutting out a friend of, out of your life, and I'm going to put friend in quotes because they're not really your friend if they've been negative and they're hurting you through, your, through, men, through like how much your mental game adapts uh, with negativity. I don't think that there's a lot of people that actually mean the best for you should be intentionally yeah. trying to hurt you. And you know what else I realized? Anyone that's winning isn't breaking other people down. Absolutely, that's so true. No, that's doing better than me, that's actually like rooting for my downfall. There's no one. The only people that's rooting for my downfall are the people that aren't at the level that they want to be in life. So as a result of that, they're deflecting some of those negative thoughts to other people. But like the positive vibes that we just talked about, Negative vibes are a real thing, too. You spend yeah. time with them. You know, emotions are one of life's most addicting chemicals. And the more time you spend around negative people, you're going to find yourself naturally picking up that addiction and thinking in a negative light. And I used to be a very shy, soft guy that, that felt like I was breaking up with someone when I was cutting ties with friends. So it took me a long time to do it. But as I started seeing the benefits and realizing that, I never want to go back to the person that I used to be in my dark times. I have become so, so blunt, so cutthroat in the way that I treat friendship. If someone is negative, I call mm. them out on it. If someone is continuously negative, I cut them out. Yeah. And that's become my philosophy. And if they don't understand that, nor do they try to improve and keep those negative, negative vibes away from you, they're not a friend to begin with. 
they're not a friend to begin with. They're clinging on to the default friendship that was formulated, and they're yeah. too afraid to find another person to complain to. The beauty of so social true. media, and why I think that online friends in many ways are better than your real life friends, is because you chose to become their friend. Omar and I connected on DMs. We chose that we want to hang out on Instagram Live. True. There was nothing that I felt by default that I had to be there. I met so many people through Instagram that resulted in a coffee meeting, that resulted in me being good friends with them. Yeah. Now I do lunches, dinners, and hangouts with them. And I do everything in my power to lift up that community. Why? Because they're positive people. And you know what? They're lifting me up too. And yeah. when you start cutting out the negative and you fill your circle with just positivity, you will be amazed by how much you're very quickly, like in an exponential level, elevating your game in every single way, mentally, every physically. single way. You're going to wake up one day when you do all this and you're going to realize that you're just happier with life. Absolutely. You're just happier. And that yeah. to me is worth chasing more than anything else in the world. If you realize that you get up and you're just content, you got a smile in your face. My favorite moments are those nights where you come home from a good day and you just smile thinking to yourself like, man, today was a great day. Yeah. And life was good. Think what about what you said versus life is unfair. Why do I suck? The conversations get better. And I promise you that is better, a better reason than any reason to be like readjust the friendships that you have. And guys yeah. like relationships is even more, even more serious. There's a lot of people surrounding themselves with negative, um, a negative partner. And some people are too comfortable that they don't want to end it. Some people are too scared to walk away from that relationship yeah. out of the fear that they'll be alone, that they won't find someone else. And they hold on to that for much longer than they should, only realizing that they're waking up every day hating their own life. I personally know people that are like that. And it yeah. breaks my heart. And I never want to be the guy that encourages someone to break up with them and run away from that relationship. But it's a real thing. And my encouragement is just to reflect and ask yourself, if you're feeling negative and having bad days, who are the people and what are those conversations that's resulting in that happening? Because that's the part of your life that you need to reinvent. So true, man. That is so true. I mean, I couldn't agree more with, with the gems that you have thrown out there because it's, it's hard. And let's just be honest about it, right? It is a hard thing to do, to throw people out of your life, to cut them off. It's, it's, not, it's not the easiest thing. But if things were easy right? We will all be on, a, you know, it would, it, 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 it would not be a better thing to do, right? It would not result in something good for you because any, any time you want to achieve something incredible for yourself, it has to be hard. It has to be something hard because if it was easy, it was probably, you know, not really worth it. So, if it was easy, then someone would be looking for something harder to complain about. Exactly. It just, yeah. it just wouldn't be that easy thing that you realize. Absolutely. So listen, there's a lot of people here spotlighting on I know. Question, So I want to make sure I scroll up and ask, answer this one. I read it a second ago, so I think it's an excellent question, which is, what if the friend that yeah. we're referring to is having mental health issues and they need a lot of support from you? But here's an interesting part. Like, you don't have the space to help. And here's where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to share a very, very dark story and leave out names because this is a real life story and I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone on blast. Stories are great, man. Tell me. That is one of my closest friends ever, like in the world. And he's someone that I loved hanging out with as much as I can. And one day I saw for the first time that he had a major breakdown and I didn't understand that he was having mental health issues. And we were actually at a house party and there was a lot of people there. So... As soon as I noticed he was having a breakdown, I took him out to the front porch and we sat on the front porch and we had a conversation and he was complaining about so many things that's going on in his life. And it was dark, like it was reasonable things to complain about. And I very rarely will ever say something to complain is reasonable, but he's complaining about reasonable things. And here was my response. Before I responded, I had a realization that I'm not the expert in everything. There's a few, four or five things that I'm really good at and very knowledgeable about. I don't know how to solve this problem that he's asking me about. And that's okay. You don't always need to have the answers nor the capacity to help this individual. What you need to do is, number one, be transparent about it. And number two, arm them with resources, even introduce them to these resources 
to help them find the solutions that they're looking yep. for. So my response, this was the first time I've ever done this in my life because back then, Mufuz felt like he needed to have the answers for everything because I was talking about personal development. This is the first time in my life that I was very transparent with my friend and I said, listen, in times like this, I always wish I had the right answer, but I'm going to be very blunt with you and tell you that I have no idea what to say to everything that you just said to me. But I want you to know that I care about you and I want you to, I want to help you. So if there's any way that I can help you, can you let me know so that I could do that for you? And he didn't have an answer. But since then, that was the moment in our life that he keeps pointing out that allowed him to see me as the best friend that I am today. He said, you were the wow. only one in my life wow. that was that transparent. And hey, like I didn't stop there. Don't get me wrong. I reached out to him. I checked up on him. I made sure he was okay. If he had some negative thoughts, I would arm him with resources. But the biggest thing that you have to understand is not everyone is, that's complaining is actually looking for solutions. There's a lot of people that complain that are looking for sympathy. There are a lot of people that complain that just need a shoulder to cry on. And you need to distinguish what it is that they're looking for based on what the complaint is. In this scenario with my friend, he was looking for a solution that I didn't have the answers to. So I armed them with everything that I could to help him find the solution that he was looking for. But sometimes people just need sympathy. And you just got to get an understanding of the two of them. And I'm not great at giving the sympathy talk. You know, I'm a very solution-driven guy. I'll be honest. In relationships, I'm very much hated in the relationship for doing this. When the girl would come in with a complaint, my answer would be like, here's five different ways to solve your complaint. She hates that. She just wants sympathy. And sometimes that's a learning for me. I need to realize that there's things that I need to work on to be better at it. But you're not meant to hold the weight of the world on your shoulders. You're yeah. not meant to know everything and you're not meant to know the right things. It's okay to admit that you don't know how to resolve it. And it's okay to direct them with someone that's more experienced than you are. I think that words are a very, very, very dangerous weapon. Words are very dangerous. Words are to a point where by saying the wrong things, you can rewire thoughts in the back of absolutely. their head and absolutely damage a human being. So the second that someone looks up to you and admires you, you are now responsible for the things that you say to that person. Every time I get on stage and I'm talking personal development, I was very careful to make sure that I was saying the right things and not talking out of my ass because I knew <laughs> that by saying the wrong thing, I may damage a human being's mindset. So you have to know what to say. And if you don't know what to say, you have to be open to admitting that because if you BS your way to an answer and they admire you, you could actually change the, the way of thinking forever and it's very dangerous. Absolutely. And I think that... I, I hear this... it. All the girls are... Yes, I know she wants the hug and nothing else. I know she just I wants... Saw, I saw hug. that. I'm awful at it. I know. I got to get better at that. I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a logical dude. I'm not a very emotional... Like, and the emotional logical side, I'm like here and logical. So I get it. I, I get it that I'm not the right person. In fact, I know this is wrong, but in many scenarios, I tell her to speak to her girlfriends because they're better at emotions than I am. Because that's the only thing I can do. Like, I don't have all the answers. I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes when you don't have the answers, it's, it's, it's better to arm the person with the resources, right? And I, I think you said it best. Sometimes you just have to listen. And listening is such an undervalued uh, skill in today's world. Right. We, we, we are bombarded with information left, right and center all from every angle. Right. So listening has become a paramount for each and every one of us, whether you want to whether you want to do it or not. You have to become better at your listening skills in your professional setting as well as in your personal settings. And there are many different techniques which you can apply to become better at, as a listener. Um, I think both you and I, we are working on it, Mapuz. I, th I think like, we both can say that, right? Um, there are, let's take, uh, let's take one more question. If there is one, I think I saw. <laughs> Mapuz, you want to take the latest one from uh, Alifios? Listen, man, Omar, Omar is the married one in our relationship here. So Omar is the one that needs to tell you how to find a man because... I, I couldn't tell you where to start. So Omar, take it away, buddy. How do you how do you help Mr. Alif here find the one? Hey man, you just I, I, I'm not the right person for that either. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I'm the married one in, in between the two of us, but even I'm not an expert in that area. So as we as we said earlier, we may not have the answers to all the questions that you ask. So we are going to 
Omar would be a fantastic politician. That person was three plus plus. That was incredible. We're gonna, I'll, I'll, we're... I'll tell you this, Ben. Like when I think about the person that I want in my life, I think a lot in many ways of the kind of person that I am and what's supplementary and complementary to who I am as as a as a person. And maybe you can attest to this with the wife um, and and the relationship that you've had with her. But to me, in many ways, I've always thought about where my motives are and the the life that I've built for myself and the the attitude and the emotion that comes with her is going to be more important than anything else. Like if I'm in a relationship with someone that's negative and boy have I been in relationships like that. It is the easiest walk away that I've ever had to do because I realized very quickly that I'm making sacrifices in substantial amounts like the years of my life that I put into building myself to who I am to adapt to her way of thinking and sometimes it's not worth it. And then yeah. listen like I don't hate her for that. but i accept that we're different people and we separate as a result of that so i i do a clean break up to the best of my abilities and sometimes they're not clean because maybe she won't like the way that it ended but at the end of the day congruency is so important and the second i start seeing a lack of congruency something needs to be said the problem is is when nothing is said and you try to drag it on for much longer than you have yeah. the real problem so true that becomes the real problem right absolutely and i think the the one thing you always want to you you always want to look out for is who are those people in your life who are rooting for you you know pay attention to who are those people who are rooting for you in your life who are supporting you because hey who knows they are you know the person that you are looking for right they are the supporters they could be those lifelong partners in fact as well who who um who knows right they, because at the end of the day you need to find people who are really really your uh supporters your cheerleaders your uh, yeah, you know people yeah. yeah exactly your hype man your hype woman whatever you want to call it and at the same time it's important that they are also the ones who are able to put a shoulder uh, you know put their arms around your shoulder and tell you this is where you messed up you know what this is where you messed let's have an honest conversation this is where you messed up and they they're open to feedback and you're also open to feedback so find those people who are giving you that honest feedback who are being your cheerleaders they're probably the ones Omar you to, make a very good very- and you you are so right i think that i'm not okay let me put it out there that first of all i don't think a lot of this is intentional i think that there's a lot of people in your circle that are actually doing you harm without you realizing it and i'm i become that guy in my circle of friends that be it might be sometimes annoying because i do this but i'm very outspoken on calling someone's shit out and what mm-hmm. i mean by that is when someone is complaining about like let's say someone's complaining about their job and they're complaining about their hours or they're complaining about their lack of hours and they're not making enough money as a result of that the guy the logical guy in me says yeah go get up another job start applying or i ask them like how many jobs have you applied to this week and the answer is almost always zero oh, zero and we say well if you if you hated that bad you would have already left or you would have stayed up Absolutely. every single hour trying to apply for another job yeah you wouldn't be here complaining about it you would be too busy applying and some people don't like hearing that but it needs to be said but there's a lot of people in your circle that feed that bullshit they'll be like yeah man life's tough yeah it sucks man your job is bullshit i can't believe he's doing that yeah the economy do not do that <laughs> and the thing is like they're friends they're friends but are they really friends and yeah. i and to me i become a big like friend whisperer if i may say the guy that looks at people and say like hey you got to stop feeding his bullshit cuz you know that's not true yeah you know that what you're saying to him is actually doing more harm if you really care about his best benefit why on earth are you feeding that crap and i leave it at that and they got to figure out what to do with it but i've become that guy in my relationship that does result in the world where some people leave like my circle of friends because they hate being called out they wanted a shoulder to cry on they wanted sympathy they didn't want solutions they didn't get it. but i'm okay with that but yeah. not who people are but i encourage you that if you're not that person you're not that voice of reason could call people out at least make sure you have one friend in that circle that you look to for that kind of feedback because if you don't have that you may be getting fed a lot of bs about the way that you're living or the things that you're trying to achieve that's not true and no one is correcting that that is a very scary way of living that it is it is and i love that i really really love the fact that 
you know, you're so honest about seeing things through the fog and calling out BS because it is BS at the end of the day, you should not be feeding it. There's one way to look at it is like, call it out, be honest, give that constructive feedback. One of the other thing in that example that you, that you spoke about, like, Hey, you have a friend who's constantly complaining, complaining about his job or his extra hours, blah, blah, blah. One of the things I sometimes do with people who say that is, you know what? I'm sure you can think of three things that you're really grateful for about this particular job. Think about it, right? Exercise that gratitude muscle. What, is, what are those three things that you are grateful for? If the answer to that question comes down to three, three things, right? If you can find three things that you're actually grateful for about that particular job or whatever it is that you're complaining about, right? You will find more reasons to be more positive. Or if you find zero reasons, then we go down the path of being truth, truthful, right? Then clearly you need a way out. Let's find you the solution, right? Let's find you, let's find you a solution to it. So your you know, outlook, have a reality check. Yeah. Reality checks, I like that. Have and a reality check. Like your outlook on positivity and um, re- rewiring your, mind, your mindset, the way that your mind operates and thinks about things and changing the outlook, it's so valuable. And I wish, you know, I'm looking at the clock and I'm sad that we're running out of time because- Yeah, I was looking at it as well. Just, and the fact that we only got through only a couple options really shows um, how much time that we spent diving into each one of these topics, yeah, man. man. I, love you. I love everything that you're saying. And there's so many people that I recognize on this chat from my community. Can you please, I know it's your platform, but I want them to know more about your platform. Can you please talk a little bit about what you do and where people can learn a bit more about the great things that you're doing. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that, Timafuz. I really, really, really appreciate that, man. Um, I'm so glad there are a lot of people who are, who are watching this particular live, um, live show with you, with myself. You have thrown so many great gems at us. A uh, quick thing about me is, as you asked, is um, I'm a mindset and brain empowerment coach. Um, for me, I work with a lot of uh, individuals who are looking to have all the uh, develop themselves, you know, from a personal development perspective, who are looking to change that chatterbox, you know, tweak the tuning of their chatterbox and reprogram their self-talk from being negative to positive. How do you do that? How do you raise that self-awareness? How do you change that mindset? Those are the things that I work a lot with people and as well as, um, you know, a lot of career coaching as well. Those are the two main areas that I, that I focus on. And, um, um, you know, I've been doing it for a while, uh, for a while, Last year, you know, I, I was working a lot with the youth, but now I think I've started to branch out into working professionals and professionals as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question and thank you so much. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm so sad that it is 6.58. We have another minute or so before this conversation ends, but I want to really thank you, Mefus, from the bottom of my heart for coming onto the show and being such an amazing guest. You spoke with so much passion. I think one of the key takeaways for me was, I love the fact that you were so, so, so passionate, man. I loved that passion, incredible. And you, you, you were answering a lot of the questions that, are, that the community was asking and they were all spot on, absolutely spot on, right? Thank, Thank you, you so much for being an awesome guest and throwing so many insightful uh, gems at us. Thank you. Thank You're you so a fantastic much. individual, brother. I'm, I'm excited to get to know you better. I'm glad we connected. Yeah. I'm glad we're becoming friends very quickly, man. You're an very incredible human being. Um, anyone that's watching, with, watching this, if you haven't followed Omar, please do. His, his conversations are fantastic, and I can't wait to keep up with it. Yeah, same. Uh, please do follow whoever. People on my platform, do check out Mefuz's work, and definitely, definitely check out his podcast, Ride With Me, and his book, Project Reinvention. I kid you not, you will not be disappointed. Mefuz, this was such a great conversation, man. Thank you so much. And I look forward to building our relationship as well in the future. All right. Thank you, buddy. buddy. Take care. And thank you everyone for joining. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. What you just learned has given you new knowledge, but knowledge is not power. It is potential power. It only becomes power when you activate your learning. I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings. And tag me at I am Omar Padri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, 
You transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.